Welcome to Growing Up Bookish, the show for adults passionate about raising the next generation of readers. I'm your host, Mary Helen Sheriff. My own passion for children's literature led to a career in teaching, an MFA in children's literature, and Orton-Gillingham certification. Welcome. Let's get started. Welcome to today's episode, Reaching Readers and Writers Through History Camp. Today, I have with me two very special guests who offer a unique camp experience to children. So first, I wanted to start with Libby McNamee. In addition to writing upper middle grade and YA historical fiction, Libby is a public speaker, a recovering lawyer, and a former Army JAG officer. She's the author of award-winning Susanna's Midnight Ride, The Girl Who Won the Revolutionary War, and Dolly Madison in the War of 1812, as well as the co-editor of the epic story of 1776, 25 people, 13 colonies, and one war. She is currently working on her third novel about Elizabeth Van Loo, a leader of a powerful union spying in Richmond who reported directly to General Grant during the Civil War. So welcome to you, Libby. Thank you so much for having me. You're welcome. Um, and I'd also like to introduce Jenny L. Cote. Um, Jenny is an award-winning author and speaker. She writes two fantasy fiction series, The Amazing Tales of Max and Liz and Epic Order of the Seven. She speaks on creative writing to schools, universities, and conferences all around the world. Jenny has a passion for making history fun for kids of all ages, instilling in them a, a desire to discover their part in his story. She partnered with National Park Service to produce Epic Patriot Camp, a summer writing camp at Revolutionary Parks to excite kids about writing, history, research, and writing. So I'd like to start with you, Jenny. I want to go back in time. You write historical fiction. We can do that, right? Uh, <laughs> and, oh, yes. <laughs> and start with your in-person Epic Patriot Camp. Can you tell us kind of about that and how it got started, where the idea came from? Sure, absolutely. Well, thanks so much for having me today. And I love to talk history because it just never gets old, right? Um, <laughs> well, so I am currently writing a, a six book saga on the American Revolution. And I try to, in my research, get to where every place history happened. Um, and I've been to every major battlefield. Well, about seven, eight years ago, I had not yet been to Cowpens National Battlefield, um, and they were having their commemoration event to, you know, in, in January to commemorate the events of the Battle of Cowpens. And my dear friend, Mark Schneider from Colonial Williamsburg, he portrays uh, Lafayette and also Bannister Tarleton. He was going to be doing Tarleton there, and it was kind of a big deal. And I thought, well, you know what? I'll buzz up there and see you. And I haven't been to Cowpens. And so I went up there. Oh, look, Liz is behind you. I have a black cat main character in my, in my book. So it looks like Liz <laughs> joined you. Yeah. Um, and so when I was there, Mark introduced me to uh, John Slaughter, who was the superintendent of the National Park Service for the Southern Campaign Revolutionary Parks. And I was looking around and, you know, they had lots of people display booths and reenactors and that kind of thing. And there wasn't a whole lot for kids. And so I said, hey, John, I do living history stuff for like Patrick Henry's Red Hill and other sites. Would you ever be interested in me doing something here for Calpins? He said, could you do a whole week? And I'm like, what? He said, we just got grant monies to develop a writing camp for kids 
with the purpose of teaching them how to write history and stories. And I'm like, well, sure. He said, but we want it to be like your brand to make it fun because it's like, we're a little pointy headed Rangers, you know, pointy hatted Rangers and we want it to make it fun. So anyway, this was January, March, we had our team meeting and I was like, the way you make history fun for kids in this camp is you get them to assume an identity of a patriot or a loyalist who was there at the Battle of Kings Mountain. OK, so we were going to hold this thing at Kings Mountain. It was a free camp four days long, like nine to three. And so I was like, well, the kids, they'll, they'll become one of the characters. And over the course of those days, we had all these different stations and they would start in the big session in the morning. And every day they would get a question. How did the revolution come to my doorstep? Um, how did I get involved? Meaning my character. And then what's my story? What happened? So I was going to work them through th these three days with that. Taught them how to research about walking the grounds, talking to people, books, all the, all the tenets of how you research, going through a museum, a scavenger hunt. But they dressed out in period gear. They had musket demonstrations. They made musket balls. We went hiking. I mean, it was fabulous. And it, and it culminated in a camp out the last night. That's um, amazing. In colonial tents, they cooked over a campfire. And then the last morning, uh, we had a Patriot uh, loyalist tea where the parents came. And these kids, they had handwritten in their journals. And I would work with them every afternoon on, on their writing. And, and, you know, we only had about 20 three or, or four kids and we had college kids that were camp counselors because it, it had to be limited. It was life-changing for these kids. And we had it several years at, at Kings Mountain, at Cowpens and at the Muster Grounds in Abingdon, Virginia. And it was wonderful. And then something came along and killed inpatient, in, in, inpatient, in person. <laughs> in-person patriot camp and that I was can't imagine what that might have been oh gosh <laughs> who knows hmm. yeah so 2020 fast forward and COVID hits and libby enters the picture libby tell us what you guys pivoted to what you're doing now well, um, Jenny said, hey, I'm thinking about trying to take this online because one of her former campers was asking about it. And she said, do you want to do it with me? And I said, sure. You know, I didn't know what I was getting myself into, but <laughs> Poor Libby. the best experiences of my life uh, for many reasons. So we ended up doing it all. It was all online on Zoom and we had two sessions a week uh, that were similar. You know, we presented the same materials and split the kids for because we even had a, a, a camper from Australia. So oh, we had with different time zones. Mm -hmm. So we had the two different days. And then we they each drew out of that little basket and they assumed the identity of an important figure from 1776. And then they each had to write three chapters about that figure and do all their own research. And every week they would submit to us and we would edit them all and turn them around. Um, so it was really, really neat. And, you know, we just didn't really know what was going to happen. Kind of, I kind of thought, well, with Zooms, this, are these kids going to like log off and go eat Cheetos in the middle of it? And we're never going to see them again. And every single kid was like raring to go the entire time. And um, they were just amazing. And, and we really got to know them so well. And there's a bunch of these kids that email each other and us like, multiple times Daily. a day and yeah. uh it's it's amazing they became, they became so tight so close and 
the boy Christopher in Australia, he's 14. Yeah, he would have to get up at 4 a.m. to be there. And 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 they became so close. He is like best friends with Eden in California and Karis, mm -hmm. who's in Hawaii. And, you know, and and, you know, I told Libby, I said, I don't know what to expect, but it blew us away. It became bigger than we envisioned what it yeah. would be. Well, let's talk about bigger because I, you know, follow you two on social media. And after camp last year, suddenly there's this book. <laughs> so, let me. What can tell me a little bit about, or either of you, Jenny, tell me a little bit about this anthology that you um, put together with the kids. Okay. Well, part of camp was to to teach history, right, and to teach kids how to research and have fun with it. And as part of that, one of the things I was like, Libby, what would make the virtual camp better is if we were to actually publish their book and. We weren't expecting to do much with this other than provide kids, look, this is how you get published. Because a lot of these kids, the reason they were so into it is they're serious about being authors, right? Mm -hmm. So we were investing in the next generation of historians and authors, which I've, I told Libby, I feel like this is one of the most important things I've ever done before. So we we edited it, we, you know, and, and Libby typeset it, and I did oh, the cover design and all that. And so we actually <laughs> published it on Amazon. And then I'm like, let's see if we can get it in anywhere. And lo and behold, <laughs> the American Revolution Museum in Yorktown picked it up. Libby and I were both having a signing there the week of Yorktown Victory Week. And we were like, well, hey, you want to have the kids? And they said yes. So, so think about it. Kids aged 10 to 19 sign up for a summer writing camp online. They make best friends for life. They get published. They're published authors on Amazon now. And their first signing is one of the most prestigious American Revolution museums in the country. Amazing. And, and six of them came, you know, from Pennsylvania and Florida and South Carolina. And it was, and some of that was their first time to meet physically in person. And so it was just incredible. They had two signings at, at the gallery at York Hall in Yorktown. And so, and then Libby, Mount Vernon, tell Mount, us. Yeah, it's out, so it's it Mount Vernon now um, and a bunch of other, uh, Buford Pharmacy here in Richmond, a bunch of other places. So um, that yeah. That is just incredible. What an experience. What a gift for these kids. And it sounds yeah. like for you too. As well. uh, it's just, yeah. I don't think there's been anything as rewarding as this, as that I've ever done. And I don't think I've laughed so hard in my entire life. <laughs> Well, we were and, moments where you had to laugh or cry. And, I know, uh, I know. And, 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 you know, so we would, we would break out with them, you know, every week, you know, Libby would take half the group. I'd take half the group. So we could kind of get one-on-one, -on -one, you know, with them and, and their editing, mm -hmm. but that isn't, it even wasn't enough. They wanted to have these huzzah hangouts a whole extra hour that one of them ran with one of the older teens ran with. Yeah, that he they had them up on his own just to hang out, you know, online. Oh. And, and so, yeah, so it's, again, it has exceed, exceeded anything that we anticipated. And so, yeah, so year one was the year of 1776. And those, then for the summer, we're going to do 77 through 79. Okay. Okay. So we're having this again this summer. Is right. it, did I see, is it full? It's full. Yes, it is full. It's full. Immediately. And we had about 80% of our cap campers return. 
That's amazing. And we had to give them first dibs because yeah. we told them we would. And right. um, and then so we've picked up a few more. And three of them are siblings mm -hmm. of, of the campers that, that have come. Um, and so they're raring to go. And we gave them the option if they wanted to still be Thomas Jefferson or Abigail Adams or, you know, or, or change up and get an opportunity to write someone else. Uh, and some of them want to continue. So our plan is to have a trilogy, right? So this next year will be 77 through 79. And then the, the next year, 24 will be, you know, 80 through 83, you know, to finish okay. out. So it'll be a trilogy on the American Revolution. And then they're already talking about World War II and you know, <laughs> going, going to that. And I'm like, all right, well, let's keep it going. That's the next series I'm writing after the revolution. Oh, yeah. That's awesome. Yeah. So if someone happened to be watching this and if they have a kid they think would like it, is there, could they like email you and get on like sure. a list or something? Yeah. Absolutely. Yeah. I met, I met a couple of kids while I was doing book signings at Colonial Williamsburg. And there was one girl I told about it and she was about to cry about the thought of not being able to get into it. And I was like, I have your email. I'm going to email you the day it opens up and she's yeah. signed up. So good. Got well, and, and yeah, I'll tell you a couple of things. I'm actually speaking at History Camp at Valley Forge, May 20th, and I'm going to be talking to adults and other people who might want to do this type of, of camp. Um, so Google historycamp.org. If you happen to be going to that, mm -hmm. I'll be talking about this in, in, in more detail and actually how, how other people can do it, because obviously Libby and I can't can't do it all. And it's such a wonderful model for people to use. Um, yeah, but yeah. if you go to my website, Epic Order of the Seven spelled out.com, mm -hmm. there's a couple of pages there. There's one that says in person Epic Patriot Camp. And that there you can see pictures of what it used to be like and all the kids dressed up and videos and stuff. And then you'll see the uh, virtual Epic Patriot Camp and what Libby and I have, have done there. Um, so if if someone wants to sign up for 2024, they can email you know, Jenny at epicorder7.com and, and we'll see it, you know, um, you know, it's, it's an investment to do, but, um, and, and this year, Libby, you want to talk about how we're kind of up in our uh, participation with them for the book part. Well, and also part of it is that we have 80% of the other kids coming back and we've already kind of brought them to a certain level, but this year we're going to have like an, an editing team and we're going to have a marketing team because we told them a lot of the things, but it's, you learn by doing. And right. this year we're also going to give them a partner. So if we have, um, you know, say we had Abigail Adams and John Adams, then we pair those two up as writing partners where they could kind of share research and, and work together. And, um, and just a, a way, another way to, to train them about becoming a, a you know, an adult writer someday. Of, yeah. of, of these are the things you do. So yeah. equipping them with those tools and making it so that we don't spend 8,000 hours um, working on getting this book together again. Work those children, right? Right. <laughs> right. <the> work. Right. <laughs> from, a, from a reader's perspective, if I was to go and buy this book, what would I expect? What's inside? Well, um, you're going to have real history. You will laugh your head off at a couple of them. You will yep. uh, cry. And again, there, there's different reading levels. Yeah, in different ages. And, and yeah. And different approaches. And and the other thing that we, we gave kids the option, I write historical fiction fantasy in that order. Okay, so it's historical fiction, but I have talking animals that go through time. And we told kids, we like, look, you write 
it's it's at least historical fiction because we wanted them to bring the characters to life, to tell the story, you know, to bring George Washington or Beaumarchais or King Louis the Sixteenth alive. Um, but we said, if you want to try your hand at fantasy, go for it. So there's some talking horses in here. You know, there's, you know, uh, Bannister Charlton's horse talks to him. And, and that is, I mean, and I'm not, Jenny's not going to like this. I'm not a huge, talk, I wasn't a huge talking animal person until this. And yeah. that was one of my favorites is the girl who did the Bannister Charlton's horse was amazing. Yeah. Amazing. Yeah. And so you, you will see different yeah. levels but then you're going to see some that just blew us away in, in the detail that right. they, they got. Um, and of course, some research just crazy amount and some were, were lesser. So, and again, that that's just skill level. That's interest level. That's maturity level. Yeah, the character you got, but like you right. know, the first one in here is on Abigail Adams. I mean, it just makes me want to like weep when I read it. I mean, it, right now it gives me the chills. It was so beautiful and it was so heartfelt her yeah. you know writing in the perspective of abigail adams and and looking at her daughter and feeling sad for her daughter of how many opportunities would not be open to her and i was like i how old are you and you came up with this yeah. it was just it i mean it was so moving um yeah and some of the other ones are just hilarious where you've got a dog named shadow interrupting the writing of the declaration of independence and i mean it, yeah so it's really neat it's they're fun to kind of, you can pick up anywhere you want and, and read and, you know, they're all standalone. Right. So. And in the back, we have their, uh, their bios in, yeah. in the back. You know, we asked the kids and, and we said, if you have a social media page, because again, we want to try to encourage them, you know, as authors, if, if people want to reach out to you and contact the author, you know, you and do that. But we would encourage y'all support the next generation of authors, leave a review on Amazon that just thrills them. Cause again, that's part of the, the training that we're having to show them mm -hmm. about how you get reviews, how you do book signings. One of them who was uh, general Nathaniel green, you know, he contacted and he's out in um, Arizona, Arizona. And he contacted a reenactment group and have a has a booth to sign his book, you know, there. And he has the costume and all that. It's just it's so cute. Yeah, it, it will warm your heart. And uh, Christopher in, in Australia has got it on Kurong, which is basically their Amazon. He got it all on all himself. Yes. And he was Benjamin Franklin. Mm -hmm. And 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 here was a cool thing too, because Christopher's a, a big fan of my books and his mom was like, he, he, he loves to write. And I'm like, well, I got this camp. It's American history. Don't know how he was the most enthusiastic. Yeah. Patriot. He says, I never had any interest in American history before. Now he is an addict at it. Yes. He's he really went off and researched on his own. And yeah. And he went after Kurong to get the book and he has it on their website. He's trying to get it on the shelves. So I tell you, there's nothing like seeing a fire ignited in a young person, especially about history. That is so cool. That is so, so cool. Mm -hmm. So he was inspired by your books. We should take a second and, um, oh, you know, talk yeah. about those. So Jenny, tell me a little bit about your two, you have two different series, kind of give me the quick play by play of what, what each of them is about. Okay. Well, the series, they're, 
it has they have two different names but they're really all in one two are like the prequels think about the hobbit and the lord of the rings okay, okay. so it, it begins with noah's ark max is a scottish terrier liz is a french cat and they meet on the way to noah's ark and they foil a plot by a stowaway who's going to kill noah and wipe out the human race <laughs> now they're chosen to save the day through pivotal points of human time working behind the scenes with clueless humans that have no idea that they're talking animals and so the first six books are biblical, takes us all the way to the fall of Rome. And now I'm on a six book set of the American Revolution. But the epic order of the seven is there, there's seven animals on this team. There's a British mouse. You know, there's a lamb from Judea. There's and she takes any shape or form and, and a mountain goat from Sweden and cat from Ireland um, and a Westie from. So the way it works, I look for those moments where we don't know how or why something happened in history. And I slide them in. They're the agent that made that happen. So I don't, <laughs> I don't alter it. So for the American Revolution, um, uh, and you can see these are these are hunking doorstops. I mean, they they are they're they're. And so the voice of the revolution in the key starts when the founders are kids. Patrick Henry seven, George Washington's eleven. Because I wanted to show kids before they were founding fathers, they were founding children their age, right? Mm -hmm. So all the causes leading up to the American Revolution, and then. Um, Book two, the Declaration of the Sword and the Spy is the Declaration of Independence through, no, Lexington and Concord through the Declaration of Independence. And then I've just completed the third, the Marquis, the Escape and the Fox that's coming out in September. So it just makes history fun. All of these boring adult books behind me, which is, I had to buy this bookshelf for my American Revolution books because mm -hmm. I had a room, I have like 300 of them, you know. So it makes kids want to study history and, you know, they have no idea they're actually learning while they're having fun, you know, with it. So, yeah. Awesome. Awesome. Yeah. And Livy, tell us about your two novels. Sure. I know you've heard all about them, Mary, but um, them. <laughs> both of you have. Susanna's Midnight Ride, which is based on the true story of a 16-year-old girl from Virginia who saved General Lafayette from capture, paving the way for the Battle of Yorktown. So it's based on a true story. And it's kind of geared to anywhere really from like fourth grade through seventh grade, but about half of my readers have ended up being adults as well. So, mm -hmm. and then I have a second book, um, Dolly Madison and the War of 1812. So that's about the same same age group. And, um, and now I'm working on, as you said, another book about Elizabeth Van Loo, who was a union spy in Richmond during the Civil War. Good, awesome. So, yes. So those are I'll have a trilogy that. with that. And oh, okay. You're considering that a trilogy? Yes. Okay. All right. Because they're, we'll they're women in history kind of idea. Right. And basically Virginia women, but American women also. Mm -hmm. All right. Um, so other people's books. I always like to spread the love and share book recommendations. Um, Jenny, any book recommendations for our listeners today? You know... I've got a whole shelf behind me and I was like, I, I, I couldn't, I couldn't pick one. Um, I would recommend if there's a character in history who did something cool, you know, pick up a, a simple book. I always start with, with chapter books. I, do too. I, I always read children's chapter books before, you I know, yeah. anything before I get to the boring adult books. So, um, you know, I don't have a specific one other than, 
the epic story 1776. <laughs> <laughs> um, and, you know, I think that's a good point, though. Sometimes if you go into an adult book cold that has a lot of rich history in it, it can almost be overwhelming. Yes. But if you can kind of like see the foundation by going through a, a chapter book or even a picture book sometimes, mm -hmm. it can really help you get more out of the adult books. <laughs> Right. That's kind right. of a foundation for the adult book. Mm -hmm. Right. Well, and it's such a great summary. It gets to the punchline of the mm -hmm. whole thing, you know, mm -hmm. and so it, it's almost like Cliff's Notes for adults. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. I had someone describe it to me once as like, you need anchors mm -hmm. um, when you're learning new things. You need something to attach them to. Mm -hmm. um, and that that's always that really resonated with me because I can definitely see if I'm reading about something new, like it's slow. And then all of a sudden I cut it starts to absorb. Mm -hmm. but it takes, takes some work. So mm -hmm. um, Libby, what about you? Any book recommendations? Um, I have, I love um, middle grade young adult books. So I've got tons of them, but I, I loved um, Avi's or Sophia's War by Avi. And it's about a girl who's uh, her brother is stuck on a prison ship during the revolutionary war in New York. And um, she's trying to locate him and get him off. But it was a, it was a great story. And I learned a lot in the meantime. So awesome. um yeah, but I've got I yeah I've got piles and piles of them. These are neat too for kids who are just getting started. These Steve Schenken books. Oh, I don't know. They're, they're um they have a lot of like they have pictures, you know, some like cartoons in there, but they have a lot of information. So um, I read this about the American Revolution, and and I've I have the uh, Civil War one, and they're just fun way and you know written for kids and you know, really to appeal to them. So those are, those are really fun, but yeah, I, I totally, I mean, I start with all the, the children's books and, uh, and just like Wikipedia when I'm researching and then kind of build from there. Yeah. Yeah. Makes total sense. And even YouTube, there's so many YouTube videos that you can watch that'll give you, you know, 15 minutes. Um, the, you know, there's one John Green. I was thing. just thinking, I yeah, like the John Green are, one. Oh my gosh. Those are like so fun and just chock full of information. Yeah, they're right. pretty cool. They're pretty and cool. even like Mount Vernon and, and their sites and, and maps. Mount Vernon has the most wonderful Revolutionary War maps. Wow. Um, and also, I, I would say, you know, my top go-to book, not, not for kids, but for adults, is The British Are Coming. Um, Rick, it's just, oh. it's it's. It says it's going to be a trilogy and he only has the first one and it goes through um, Trenton and it's like, okay, I finished that. And I'm like, I'm ready for the next one. But it has some of the best maps and graphics and, and things. Um, and of course, McCullough 1776. Yes. In fact, that became not required reading, but recommended reading for all of our campers. Yeah. Like, that was kind of our, our, our camp, you know, mini Bible. Bible. Was, was, you know, McCullough yeah. 1776. Yeah. Awesome. And yeah, and sometimes it's fun to listen like that. It the the uh, listening to the audiobook audio book is really it's lovely. Mm -hmm. okay. Um, and so if people want to get in touch with you about your books or about your camp, about having you come speak or anything like that, mm -hmm. um, what's the best way to do that, Libby? Um, well, I have a website, uh, LibbyMcNamee.com, or um, feel free to email me. I'm on Facebook at uh, Libby McNamee author and Instagram the same. Um, so yeah, I'd love to hear from you. Great. And Thank Jenny, you. what about you? Uh, epicorderofthe7.com and Jenny at epicorderofthe7.com and I'm on social media as Jenny L. Cody. So yeah. Awesome. Awesome. Okay. 
Thank you both so much for coming on today. I am just so impressed by this camp that you've put together and this wonderful opportunity you're giving these kids. Mm. Um, so thank you for sharing that with us. And well, thank, thank you for you having us. So much fun. I love what you're doing. Yeah. Thank you. And um, thanks to everybody who's listened. Uh, until next time, catch you later. Today's episode of Growing Up Bookish was brought to you by Bookish Road Trip. Learn more at bookishroadtrip.com. If you enjoyed this episode, please like, subscribe, review, and tell everyone you know. Never underestimate the power of word of mouth. Thank you for listening. Thank you.